Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back. And as usual, please don't forget that there's a Patreon page for Speak It On. Anything you can help this ministry with would be super appreciated. So today, in this particular podcast, let's talk about pastors a little deeper. As you know, um, over the years I've developed kind of a different take on professional ministry. Um, in some ways, it's kind of a 50-50 kind of thing. On the one hand, it's a very Jewish thing to actually have two hands to talk about a topic. <laughs> but on the one hand, there are churches that won't allow a pastor to be what he needs to be, which is a student, a teacher of the Word of God. That is the, make no mistake, primary, ultimate focus for a pastor. The term is pastor-teacher. And as pastor, uh, they need to have oversight themselves. In other words, having just one pastor is not always a smart thing. Especially if that pastor is in control of money. I'll just have to say, more often than not, and there are exceptions, when you put a pastor in charge of money, bad things occur. Um, there are exceptions. There are exceptions to that rule. But, uh, having elders in a system and having the pastor out of the elders is a cool thing. And he should be first among equals. And they all should agree, yeah, that guy's got the character, the knowledge, the time in, the maturity to demonstrate that he ought to be leading. So we're cool with that. There's checks and balances. Believe me, if there's not checks and balances, you're just asking for it in a church. So here's the thing. Back to pastors. Pastor's education can range from nothing, and they would, any pastor who hasn't had any formal training would probably say, well, we'll call foul on that. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. I do a lot of studying on my own, I do a lot of reading on my own, I study on my own. So, I know what I'm talking about. Okay. No argument for me. The internet is an awesome place. And you can get all kinds of seminary level education off of the internet. But you also should be able to tell someone where you got said piece of information. What do I mean by that? I mean this. If you read a book or you got systematic theology training or church leadership training, where did you get it from? What book was it? What author was it? What 
person led this seminar online? What webinar did you go to? What was it? Because that's important. And the reason it's important, because if you got your information from a screwball, then we need to know that. The church needs to know that. Now, you may not think he's a screwball, but, you know, if he's saying, oh, well, God tells me stuff and it doesn't match up with the Word of God, and that's okay, uh, that's a screwball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, so it can range from zero to a full-blown PhD from an established institution. You know, Harvard has a divinity school. Oddly enough, um, Harvard began as a divinity school. Uh, and then Yale began because Harvard was too liberal. And then I think Princeton began because Harvard was too liberal. Or Yale was too liberal. That's something that's kind of crazy. But anyway, yeah, you can have that. So... The education of a pastor can be anywhere in between. The thing is, is they have to have an observed ability to teach the Word of God and study. Because you don't get teaching without study. Or you shouldn't. Because otherwise you got somebody teaching stuff that they don't really know. You know? And leadership should be something that should be servant leader which means you've done it first. I love the Japanese word for teacher. And a lot of times people immediately connect this word with martial arts or karate. But it's not in Japanese culture. The word is sensei. Sensei can be an elementary school teacher in Japan. But here's what it means. It means one who has gone before. What does that mean? That means they've walked it. They've been there first, before you. So they know how to show you because they've been there. That is closer to the biblical idea of what a pastor should be, of what a rabbi is. Okay. But anyway, so let's just say that you're you got a guy or you got a pastor and they got a PhD or they got a, a doctorate degree. Okay, doctorate degree. And without getting really, really, really uh, involved as to the differences in certain doctorate degrees, let's just say they got the doctorate degree. Now, doctorate degrees can be very, very different and, and varied, okay? A lot of pastors get a, what they call a D-min, okay? It's a doctorate of ministry degree. Now, what is that? Basically, a doctorate of ministry degree is a doctorate degree, still a doctorate degree, that you do more projects on, more coursework instead of a paper, okay? So it's considered more in some circles as more of a professional kind of degree, 
right? Because you have more coursework involved. Now, you still have a project. Okay, I'm not saying it's a walk in the park. And a lot of a lot of doctorate and ministry degrees, you have a project, and project is kind of involved. Now, then you have a PhD. PhD, Doctor of Philosophy. That's what that is. PhD. PH means philosophy. D means doctorate. Just like in a D-men, you have doctorate of ministry. Men means ministry. D means doctorate. And it is the end all of all degrees. You can get a different doctorate degree, but for that degree, it is the highest you can go. There's not a, a degree beyond doctorate. It's like the degree. So here's the thing. The difference in a doctor of ministry and a doctor of philosophy, a, a PhD, is this. PhDs write a dissertation. A dissertation can be a... It, it's usually a big, honking, complicated work that can be up to 500 pages. All right? So it's very academic. supposed to be, anyway. Unfortunately, sometimes it ain't. But it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to be the academic kind of thing. So why would anybody want a PhD? Normally, you only get a PhD if you're going to teach at a college because that's usually the degree that universities and colleges want. PhD. Uh, Doctorate of Ministry, can you teach at a, a college or university with that? Yes, you can. Yes, you sure can. However, it depends on the university or college. And a lot of times, they're probably going to take the PhD before they take the Doctor of Ministry. Why is that? Because because you have to write this big old honking 500-page paper, uh, they consider you more academic. Right? More scholarly. Alright. Now, now that we've got that down, let me give you kind of a thought process of a pastor. Why would a pastor get a PhD? Or even a doctorate of ministry degree. Why would they get a doctorate degree? Why? Are they going to teach on a doctorate level? While they're at the pulpit? Mm, probably not. In fact, I would almost guarantee you they're not. Um, in most situations. Are they going to teach in a private Bible class? On that level? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. But I would also argue that probably more often than not, mm, they're probably not going to do that either. Now, here's the thing. In my experience, alright, and this is not like written in stone, per se, but in my experience, there's three different kinds of pastors who get doctorates. Number one is called, I like to affectionately call, the collector. Now, what's a collector? What do you mean, collector? A collector 
is someone who has always said, man, it'd be great to get a PhD, or man, it'd be great to get a doctorate degree, or man, mom and dad would be so proud of me if I got this degree. Or wow, man, it would be super cool to have that degree. Or man, just think of what I could do with that degree. That's a collector. Now, a collector, when they get the degree, they're like, oh, wow, I'm glad that's done. Whew, man, that was hard. I'm glad I'll never have to do that again. And then, boom, they're done. That's it. After that, man, six months later, they probably don't remember half of the information they got in their in their in their PhD or in their doctorate of mystery work. Maybe. Because they're done. And the beauty of that is if anybody in the congregation asks them something you know really 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 uh, you know a hard question, they can shoot some kind of, you know, thing they learned in their PhD or their DMIN work to that person and say blah, 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 and they make it sound like really great, you know, like, "Oh, wow." And then, you know, that person goes, oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. Then, boom, they're off. May not be right, may not be correct, but they they have the degree. So nobody's going to, you know, question them too much. You know, like, wow, that doesn't make sense at all. Because so-and-so has a doctorate degree, and he said such-and-such. And And that's just totally different than what you just said. You know, but very rarely... Unfortunately, do you have people in the church that study that at that level, and that's just a pain in my heart. But because anyway, but they don't. So basically, they can just shoot some kind of piece of information at them, and then boom, be done, right? But the collector was at the level of a PhD or a doctorate at one point and then they're not they their level their their skill level their knowledge level because believe me academics is a perishable skill you have to keep it up to make it work to keep it really you can't just coast if you coast you know now, a lot of times they justify that by saying, well, you know, my, my parishioners, you know, people in, in my church, they're never going to get it at this level. They're never going to understand this stuff, so I'm just not going to try. You know, and basically, ultimately, they're saying, you know, these people are too stupid to teach. I mean, literally, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of what's going on. They're saying, yeah, these people are too stupid to teach. Well, that's just, you know, Kind of harsh. Uh, at one time, I heard there's no such thing as a as a, a bad student. There's only bad teachers. Hmm? I like that. In some ways, that's true. I don't believe that 100 percent of the time, but I'd go 75 percent. I'd go 75 percent easy on that. Okay, so there's the collector. The next one is the professional. All right. Why did they get this doctorate degree? They got this doctorate degree because career advancement. Because they can't make any more money and, and have a church justify giving them any more money without having a doctorate degree. 
Literally, that's it. They really don't like it. They really didn't like the process. They're really not a student. They're really not a teacher. They just figured, you know, I'm just tripping, not going to get anywhere if I don't get the blooming doctorate degree. So, okay, I'll do it. And then they do it. Most of those kind of people, though, don't do the Ph.D. They usually do the doctor of ministry degree. The reason I say that is not because, you know, and by the way, sometimes a DMN degree can be, you know, depending on where you're going, as hard as a Ph.D. But more often than not, the Ph.D. is harder. But here's the thing. Um, they get the DMIN degree because that's more of the professional kind of degree. You get more coursework. You get more studying of practical kind of applications kind of stuff. Whereas when you do a PhD and you write that 500-page paper, that's very, very heady academic kind of stuff. Very, very deep. Uh, but, and these guys don't want to go deep. Not normally. They don't want to do that jazz. They got it for that, and you try to get them in a deep conversation about stuff, and you're going to see them just go somewhere else immediately. Why? Because they don't function on the doctorate level anymore. They have no desire to. They don't want to. They want to stay local, grassroots, basic stuff. And that's why you hear you know, evangelism out of those guys 99% of the time. Why? they pretty much don't know all the other stuff that they learned because they just dumped it. And they love sticking with the Gospels, you know, and with the, with the Gospel because it's a simple message. And it's a needed message. And I'm not, not arguing the fact that it's not a needed message. Here's what I'm arguing. Mature Christians share that message better than immature Christians. And, in, and you don't get mature Christians without teaching them deep things of God. And you don't do that. Stand in the gospel, you know, in, in, with just the Evangelion all the time. You, I mean, you just, you just don't. Just like the book of Hebrews, you know, the writer of that said, you know, some of you people ought to be teachers by now. And you're not. You still have to do the milk of the gospels and, you know, the milk of the word. And I don't understand so here so you got the collector you got the professional then what do you have this is my favorite category you have the academic now what is the academic the academic gets the doctorate because they love absolutely blooming love study and the word and teaching it it is their drive, their passion, their all in all. These are the people who read the magazines, who read the books. These are the people who know the original languages, who know the church history. These are the guys who know all that stuff all the time, and they're reading it all the time. Now, just because they know all that stuff doesn't mean you know, just because they're academic <laughs> doesn't mean they're working with the spirit on stuff because accumulation of knowledge is not necessarily the thing these are the people also that really learn this jazz 
because they want to help the congregation live it. They study to honor God by changing their behavior and by helping others do the same thing because they understand the Word of God better. Those are the academics. That is the kind of pastor that you really, really want. Someone who is absolutely in love with Jesus and His Word. And they just study it in all of its facets. In all the languages. In all the history. And they can just sit. And when you ask that person a question, even a weird, silly question, they take that and they run with it. And they walk you through that. And he said, well, you, you know, that's an interesting question. Why are you asking me that question? Well, what's going on in your life? That is the kind of pastor. That's the one you want, in my opinion. Now, can God work with a collector? Eventually, yeah. But a collector is in love with collecting. Can God work with a professional? Yeah. But they're in love with their job. The academic's in love with the Word of God. And the writer, an author of it. In my humble opinion. So, now, do you have to have somebody who's a PhD? No. There's plenty of people with, you know, with bachelor's, master's degrees that are absolute academics. They read everything. Not everyone has the money to go through the programs. That's why I say, please, you know, don't always count out someone who doesn't have a master or doctorate degree. Talk to them. Ask them what they're reading. Because you can have an academic with a bachelor's degree just as easy as you can with a doctorate. Absolutely. Sometimes people just don't have the money to go that far. Now, I would hope through the grace of God somebody would make it possible for them to. But one of the biggest teachers I've always respected, which uh, is Dwight Pryor, he's gone to be with the Lord now, uh, he had an honorary doctorate. Now, honorary doctorate is a doctor, doctorate conferred upon you, but but it's not, quote-unquote, an earned doctorate. In other words, he didn't do all... You know, he had studied for years and gone to colleges and but didn't have the, quote-unquote, degree that represented all the study he did. But he was most definitely an academic. And by the way, if you want an example of an academic book, I would recommend you look at Mark Nanos, either his book on Galatians, the irony of Galatians, or Romans. I gotta warn you, it's wild, it's deep, it's very complicated. Good stuff. But that dude's an academic. Okay, 
And that's the kind of stuff that a pastor who really, 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 really gets in it will do. And that's the kind of stuff a congregation should want from their pastor. That kind of teaching. Because what you would be getting is university-level teaching for free every Sunday and Wednesday. And people ought to be just clamoring. If you got an academic pastor, I don't know why you're not filling the pews. I don't know why you're not jamming the room that that, that dude's in or that lady's in. I absolutely don't get it. Because if you find genuinely someone who's got that kind of passion for the Word of God and, and, the, and their author, which is Jesus, you ought to be just jamming the room. Standing room only. Writing everything down. Because I guarantee you, if you will, it'll change your life for the better. I guarantee it. So, so you've got the collector, the professional, and the academic. In the meantime, ask yourself, which one of those are you? Do you collect Bibles just to collect them? Or do you just want people to see how many Bibles you got? Or are you reading them? Or are you reading those study Bibles? So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you always to keep on speaking it on. Listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your